Alright, let's get this started. This is episode 6. Today, we're going to be discussing how our society causes illness, um, how we underestimate trauma, and different kind of... They don't seem very important, but a lot of people put them off, and new studies are kind of showing that this is a cause of a lot of um, different illnesses in women and men. So... And we kind of, Jarrett got me on a book that is all about this, and that's kind of what started this topic. But do you have anything? Um, the book is called yeah, yeah. The Myth of Normal by Gaber Mate. And he was a psychiatrist on the Joe Rogan podcast, and he talked about how people's traumas kind of, um, the book is pretty much about, and his life's research is pretty much about, how traumas affect the way that people interact with the world now and how our toxic culture makes it um, yeah. really hard to like interact with your traumas in a productive way. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. I mean, I thought it was kind of crazy how, oh, well, I can't think, I can't even think of the, what that was called, the disease, but it was because of um, like she had been raped that was like like page 70 through 80 um, by her dad well I'm on page 70 something oh I think it was then oh, <laughs> okay. oh okay uh, well shit can't talk about what that. was it what was the disease called I can't remember something uh, rheumatoid arthritis rheumatoid arthritis something like that yeah really yeah I'm pretty sure that's what it was holy shit because there was like bunch of women are like showing those symptoms of that because of trauma yeah <laughs> cracking the monster but yeah I guess I didn't realize you hadn't read that um yeah we're just at different stages of the book um I'm trying to think what was something else oh um how men live longer when they're in a healthy marriage or with oh yeah, that was crazy wasn't it yeah, yeah but then if you're like if you're in an unhealthy relationship though you live less long than somebody that was single and never in a relationship yeah. so it basically comes down to your your stress levels and how happy you are basically yeah and like if you were in a healthier relationship but that's also weird too because the correlation I think in the book was talking about how it wasn't about like necessarily happiness and stress it was more so just being like um interconnected with a person or something like that yeah like but it's still like they're correlated but like if you looked at like for example if you looked at happiness and stress in the relationship then you would see like maybe the happiness was low and the stress was kind of high but just because they were in a relationship that was like there were other aspects of it that were decently healthy like yeah you know what I mean? There might be like a, a difference. Ooh. But overall, the rule is like if you have a an unhealthy relationship would be reflective of like low happiness and high stress and stuff like that. And that's what everybody would define. They'd be like, if you ask someone what is an unhealthy relationship, they'd be like, if you're not happy and you're really stressed and all you yeah. do is fight. Well, and um, I think it's, I don't know, I've thought about this quite a bit, but when... I'm sure other people listening have experienced this. If you have a partner, 
the more as you grow with somebody and you're with somebody so much, it's almost like you're. I, there's got to be studies out there, and you might know of them, but of like brain connectivity, like waves. Yeah. Because sometimes you say the same shit, and like you already know what you're gonna think or what you're thinking almost. Yeah. Well, it's the yeah, there's an idea like that that's like everyone like remember we were talking about frequencies a minute ago. Yeah. Well, frequencies like people believe you ever see those people walk around barefooted and they talk about grounding and stuff. Yeah. Well, grounding is the idea that our Earth functions off a certain frequency. Everything runs off of electrical pulses. Mm-hmm. So like. The frequency of the earth being tied to our body makes us more connected with the earth, which makes us like more grounded, like, literally grounded, like, like literally grounded, like a positive and a negative like, circuit. You're yeah, grounded, and um, <clears throat> pretty much that like you, like everything's like that. So let's say you're you walk on the same ground that I do, or we live in a close enough vicinity that we pretty much live in the same frequency all the time. Then a lot of the times, or the idea is that sometimes, or majority of the times, our ideals will overlap because our frequencies are the same. Yeah. Not only that, but I mean, we can all imagine socially and stuff, a lot of our experiences are the same, scenarios, so we start to like gain the same ideas and stuff by word of mouth. But if you think about if our whole body runs off of like electrical pulses, like for example, the reason why you move your hand when something gets thrown at you is because a neuron fires. It's literally an electrical signal. So when a neuron fires, it relays to the next neuron and the next neuron all the way to your motor cortex and into your hand and happens within a millisecond. So if you think about if we're somehow connected to the earth or connected to the things around us that operate on a frequency, how are those things affecting the way that our signals are happening, right? Mm -hmm. Like if the frequencies are different in different areas and stuff. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, and so there's there's that idea how like everything's really like interconnected and stuff. But I think that there is some type of like um, it almost feels spiritual. But sometimes yeah. I wonder like if once we get deeper into like microbiology and stuff, if we'll learn that it's like cell frequencies and stuff like that. It'd be like this cell is at this frequency, and once you stay with this person for this long, your frequency is like almost. someone has forty millivolts. I don't know what they measure frequencies in. I think it's maybe hertz or hertz, hertz think, or yeah. millivolts or something like that. Uh, millivolts is like charge, right? I think I'm not sure. Something I know like hertz that. is like sound. Fre- like wavelength frequencies. Yeah. yeah. So like somebody's at forty hertz, and someone's cells are at eighty hertz, but they come across the states and like live with one another for a long time they meet at 60 hertz because mm. like they moved down 20 and they moved up 20 yeah that's and now weird. they're both fucking you know that'd be really weird to think about but um it's like yeah you read this part too um this is probably this is my favorite part of the entire book so far and it's about how that lady talks about how she had she was her traumas made her so disconnected from her body that she didn't even know she had a malignant tumor inside of her. Oh, yeah. yeah. It wasn't that crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, she was like, oh, well, I had this tumor. And I, because I, have you ever, like, been in stages of your life where, like, you feel like you're not really you? Like, you don't know that, like, like you, like, there's moments in your life where you feel like you don't have an arm. Like, you're just like this, like, you're like a thing traveling through space. You know what I mean? Like weightless, almost nothing. Yeah, but like not even like it's not even like a depressive type of thing. It's just like. Uh, well, I I didn't I just meant like physically 
Yeah, but once you... Not, nothing. But once you start to encounter these traumas, like, once you start to, like, take them head on and fix them and stuff, you start to, like, notice small things. Like, you start to notice you breathe. Um, you start to notice that, like... And the other thing that disconnected her from her body so much was always being stimulated, too. Like, by electronics and all this other shit. She was pretty much living outside of her body. Mm -hmm. So she couldn't, like, perceptualize, oh, I'm like this living, breathing thing. This is my arm. This is my other arm. This is my yeah. leg. This is my other leg. She didn't feel like a person in a body. Have you read the part about the per? I think it was a lady. She, she got cancer, but she treated cancer as if it was a part of her. Yeah, well, that's the part. That is that one? Yeah, and it's talking about how, like... Well, it said um, how it helped her heal, though, to yeah, treat it that way. But at first, she didn't even notice it because of, like... For example, there's people that sometimes, like, randomly get diagnosed with, like, a cancer or um, liver failure or whatever it is. But sometimes they don't realize that they that they have those things until they, like, go to a doctor and they tell them. They don't. They're not, like woke up to it they're not woke up to it and it's like why do these people why are they not able to feel that and it's almost because like your mind is disconnected from your body so much because like you live inside of these traumas and stuff that like you can't you don't know how to feel the physical yeah like I see. you're so far away your mind's so far away from your body that like you don't know how to feel physically that's also kind of weird too that is weird it's like, almost like your soul well, there was this, you know. yeah, and there was a fucking, there was a theory in the past, and it was, like, saying that there was the um, mind-body theory, maybe, is what it's called, and people criticize this lady, and it's kind of weird that I'm reading this book now and kind of learning it's kind of true in a way, Yeah. but the mind-body theory was pretty much that, like, our mind is a separate entity outside of our body. Like, it's not, like... <laughs> Where did I see that at, too? I don't know, but it's a real... That's why I read an article on that. Yeah, and pretty much, uh, I think it's a she, researcher, talked about how, like, maybe our mind is this thing that kind of, like, floats. Or, like, yeah. we don't really store anything. Like, it's weird. I don't know. But. I, I sometimes wonder if our minds are what connect everything. You know, what if. Our minds are the things that connect, like. The universe is the. What if we are the creation? What if we, you know, the creation of whatever whatever else is out there and what we we believe in because everything yeah. we know or have seen has been or is even realistic because of our minds yeah everything like if, if we didn't perceptualize it to be real yeah history is because of someone who told it you know now and teachers yeah which comes from our mind um, horses are real because we've seen them yeah and um like i'm trying to think Cars, any technology, computers, computer chips, motherboards, those are all here because of our mind. Yeah. Nothing else. Like, literally, we've created everything, but we've also, like, the people that didn't create it at least looked at it and, like, yeah. realized it was there. Yeah. And it's almost like if we didn't, like, see that it was there, would it even exist? Exactly. And we only know we're on Earth because our mind can process it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. It's just, it's kind of crazy to me that another thing, this is a huge tangent. Jordan Peterson, I've been watching him more. Have you heard he's getting in trouble? Yeah, because he's just saying some, like, things that people, well, like, mainstream people don't yeah. necessarily agree with, like. And I'm not, I don't really want to, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, I'm not saying anything about it either. But, but I really, 
I like him a lot. He's awesome. I think what he says is, uh, I say almost, I'll say this. I'm not going to say anything in particular, but I'll yeah. say I think all of his statements are pretty true. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and I would never want to argue with him or debate with him. No, I wouldn't want to debate would with him crush, either. crush anyone, honestly. <laughs> yeah, like, a lot and of there's people. no. He's just insane. He's one of the smartest guys. Ever. That's functioning right the, now. Or yeah. right now, at least not ever, but yeah. Um, no, he was talking about. Um, did you see he was on Joe Rogan talking about the Bible mm-hmm. to him? Did you see that episode? How he was kind of explaining how I think every, there was some censorship too whenever they did that but that's another thing like what do you mean like uh, Spotify kind of censored it a little oh, bit or something I, okay. like that I don't remember well he was basically explaining how everything is derived straight or from the Bible because the Bible was the first book ever well according to man yeah and everything that is written written now has had to have I mean, yes, it's probably different. Messages are different because books have different topics. But the way things are written and done is derived straight from the Bible, which is kind of weird. Yeah. And me and Annie were talking about yesterday how our Constitution is written based off of the Bible. Yeah. Uh, Like free, you know, how we're supposed to be free. Um, We're supposed to be able to question the government. Mm -hmm. And pretty much have power but it's opposite right now they have power over us and it was never written to be that way we're supposed to be able to throw like overthrow them is that the right word whenever needed yeah um and that's what i think it's called revolutions maybe when people overthrow the government or yeah it, and it used to be a lot more manageable to do a revolution like, like it now happened all we, the time if we tried to now we'd get fucking annihilated yeah because they but, just have too much shit but it's just crazy that it's just kind of freaky how things are very similar and the things the Bible says is like exactly kind of the creation. With, yeah. It is, it's weird. But you wonder if all the things in the Bible, sometimes I read Bible things and I wonder if it's a generalized statement that just kind of fits in. Like, like I, well, I feel, this might answer your question. I think the Bible, people take it wrong. They think what it says is legit, what it says. Because some of the shit in the Bible is like, what the fuck? Well, it's metaphorical. Yeah, everything in the Bible is deep. It has a meaning. It's like And it's so supposed to be true. interpretational. Like, you're supposed yeah. to interpret it. But and I wonder... It. You're supposed to question it. But I wonder if, like... You, you would understand what I mean, I think. Like, I wonder if it's a such a general metaphor that, like, if anyone spewed it out, it would fit. You know? Because the Bible also, one thing about the Bible that's kind of weird, like, and not to attest to anyone's religion, I think that there's some no, you're just truth and living that way, but the only thing that I kind of feel weary about with a Bible is that, one, it was written in a different language to begin with, and someone... So how do we know if it's someone, interpreted correctly? Yeah, and another thing is I think that that language kind of, like, it was either close to dying out or parts of it like died out or I don't remember what, what language the, was it uh, I don't I don't know but it was something weird but like uh, we had a guy we had a guy pretty much oh shit I can't think of what it was called uh, translate it yeah there was one guy that like translated the whole bible and made it into the holy bible yeah I get it wasn't the holy bible until this guy translated the book well there was the first or the Old Testament and there's the New Testament. Yeah, and there's just so many translations of it as well. And the other thing about it is, like, 
we have things that kind of date back past it. And then I start to question, because like if I start to believe that like history isn't everything we take it for, archaeology is not everything we take it for, then how do we know that like that was a book written of the origins of us? You know what I mean? Because for example, if like if it was was the Bible written before or after those pyramids supposedly? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, and I don't know what the timeline looks like for that. But I'm just saying, like, if the Bible was written after that, and we're trying to hypothesize that maybe like or theorize, I should say, that there was technology bigger than what we have now, then then was it really an origin story of us? Because there was. I wonder if even if the Bible is transcribed differently throughout, you know, because it's like the game telephone, everything. You're always going to get mixed up somewhere, you know, some yeah. wording. But I think the general purpose of it is all the same, you know, the message behind it. Maybe just to guide people in the right direction. Yeah, morally. Yeah. So I don't think, I think, yes, it could be, the the wording could be different and messed up, but I think the purpose behind it is what's important. I think the, yeah, and I think the biggest importance of all of it is mainly just that we should all have some type of morality or standards that we follow. But what those standards are, like, different for each person. I think, and I think it's good that people question it. I think everyone should question it. I think it. everything should be questioned. I mean, it even says it in the Bible, I think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Don't fact check me on that. But I mean, here's that the thing. God wants, or whatever. Here's God a weird thing, though. Question. Fucking. Not Jesus. <laughs> the Bible is a question itself, right? Like, it's an exactly. interpretation. If people think that the Bible is an interpretation, it's a metaphorical thing. It is. It's a thing that makes you question the way that you're thinking about it in the first place. Yeah. So it's kind of telling you maybe you should be questioning things. Because the writing of the Bible should maybe be questioned. And maybe like the other things <laughs> should be so questioned cool, too. It's just so cool because people don't understand the way people live now is not right. We were never supposed to live under other people like factories and shit like that working for people. Yeah. Like the Bible stands for being open-minded, being independent, you know, living through yourself, you know, basically. So it's just crazy to me that you said that. Yeah, well, it's the truth. The truthfulness of it all is that, like, I think that we're supposed to live however we live. Exactly, that's what I mean. Like, I think, like, if technology comes, like, like we're like we're supposed to just live in it. We have to <laughs> because there's no way that we could fight it. I don't think technology's bad. And, it's and, just evolution, but it is bad in the wrong hands. You yeah, know, in power with power. And and I also thought about these things like how this is something really weird, but we never think about it. You know how easily like written scripts get lost, like people write history yeah. and it gets lost, and like or we ne- we're someone could have just threw it in a fire. We'll never find it. Yeah. Right? I mean. Well, like, have you ever thought about how a lot of our information's like on these hard drives? And, like, on these things that, like, if there was a doomsday, they could probably all go away. And, like, yeah. it'd probably be really hard to retrieve a lot of the shit because the Internet's a thing that's, like, it's almost like, like, if I had it in my mind, I could, like, internalize it and maybe say it later. But if it's stored on a computer, it's, like, a something, it's something intangible that, like, could just go away. Almost like a paper document. Yeah. And I also thought about, related to that, like, you know how anthropologists, like, 
they do ethnographies and stuff to pretty much like and ethnographies like they go to a different country and they observe what the culture does yeah i was gonna say i don't even know what that is well they immerse themselves in the culture so like somebody will go live with an african tribe or something like that and that's how they do that's how most people do anthropology like nowadays oh okay and so like i thought about eventually anthropology if we keep staying digital anthropology won't be going and physically observing observing stuff it's going to be through digital it's going to be through social media and stuff like a lot of our anthropology because anthropology is just the study of humans and what do humans do they use social media they use google they use the internet and some anthropologists have actually started to write about digital like stuff they started to write like anthropological papers about online like interactions and culture and stuff like that and that's it's crazy to think about because there soon there i don't think that eventually there will be any anthropology that happens like at least a lot in person because even some of the more that's another thing what i learned in anthropology is that calling something underdeveloped is wrong like we call these other countries underdeveloped but our problem is we don't see their culture is different from the yeah. way that ours is. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't want what we have. Maybe they don't think they're under. Maybe they think maybe we're they like to live this way. Maybe they think that we're moving too fast. Maybe yeah. they think that we're not grounded enough. They they're out there catching all their food, and they know that forever they'll be able to sustain that lifestyle. Like that's true. Yeah, like that lifestyle will never go away. But for us, one day this all could be gone. And like for us to call them like underdeveloped and be like these fucking third world fourth world countries maybe they're doing it the right way we don't know or like yeah or or the comparison between us and them is totally unfair because not even unfair but uncompare it's not comparable because like we live life in a different way than they do yes so maybe they never want to be what we are that's true yeah it's that would be like saying i'm trying to think of a good example of that Basically, like if you're an NBA player, saying everyone else that's not an NBA player is lower than them, you know. Yeah. Well, maybe we can't all play basketball. You or know like, what I mean? Like, yeah, or like this thing, like. The, or uh, maybe we don't like it. Well, you know how we determine like what's a third world country, what's underdeveloped, and stuff. It's pretty much economics, technology, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Economics. Think about this. There, there is, there was this anthropologist that wrote this Christmas in the Kalahari like article or whatever, and I just read it in anthropology. It's super fucking cool, and it's pretty much this guy goes and buys the biggest, fattest, beefiest cow, biggest cow the whole tribe's ever seen. He brings it back. He's eating with them on Christmas, and uh, they all tell him that the cow is it sucks. They're like the cow sucks. It's small. That's not even that big of a cow. It's not even that great. It's the biggest cow they've all they they all have ever seen though. The reason why they did that is because they wanted him to humble himself. They wanted him to be, they called him stingy because he was trying to take all the glory for bringing that thing to them. And they wanted him to be. Just share it and be. Because they're collectivists. They all just want to be on the same level. They don't want to see one person as the higher up because he brought a material. Yeah. So to think about it like this, here though, we don't think about it like that. Motherfucker brings the biggest thing is usually like, oh, that's the fucking leader. He brought the biggest thing. <laughs> but there, it's like they want to all be the same so nobody gets super rich. Our economics are like somebody's fucking rich as fucking and somebody's poor as fuck. And over there, everyone just shares what they have. 
it's weird for you not to share what you have. And in the Kalahari, that culture, they share everything they have. They have no personal belongings besides like the kind of the the crazy thing about that though is I feel naturally. I don't, people are probably gonna be like, "Fuck you," but I I feel like naturally throughout human and even animals like bears, birds, there's always a leader, usually. Oh yeah. Whoever puts the most work in, the most time, and whoever wants to get to that point always excels. But the problem it's is, it's like a natural law. But the problem is that we, in our culture, yeah, there's always a leader somewhere. But in other cultures, people are dick. People are. Um, initiated as leaders for example the king and the queen come from families of different countries they have kings and queens and they come from that royal family they can't be outside of the royal family so it's determined by the fact that you're inside of the royal family so if you think about it like that well i'm not saying like i'm not saying forced leadership i'm saying natural law leadership well, I mean, like... There's always something that has more power. Well, that culture in the Kalahari, they don't... No one has more power. Everyone lives amongst each other. Yeah. And, like, for example, if you have a toothbrush, it could... It's someone else's toothbrush, too. If No, for real. <laughs> like, know, they I live know. like... They live like they all are, like, brothers, sisters, family. And but would you want to live like that? I don't know if I would want to live like that, necessarily, but I'm saying... But if you were if you were born into it, you wouldn't know different. Yeah, but my point is this. How do we compare our economic system to one like that? We can't. Because they're all the same amount of richness, and we have motherfuckers like Jeff Bezos versus a homeless guy on fucking Hudson Avenue in Columbus. You can't compare it. You can't compare it at it's all. It's all idea and because if, belief. Because if there was a Jeff Bezos there, everybody would be Jeff Bezos yeah. is there. Weird. So we can't call them underdeveloped necessarily because how would they be underdeveloped if... When they're happy or when they believe in what they... they or they're developed to the highest sense they want to be. Yeah. That's crazy. And it's that, just like it's just like trying to def, define success for people. Everyone yeah. has different levels. Someone might make 50000 and be happy, you know, mm-hmm. and love their life because they love their job, they have a great family, and family's worth more than anything to them. And then you have guys... That make four million and hate their lives, and they you know don't have I mean? any time with family, and they don't. So how do you def- you can't compare success or define it? Yeah, and think about how strong their social connections it's are another, too. That's another thing that goes back to the mind of creation, like everything that makes us happy or stressful or angry. It all stems from the our, creation our, of our mind, our minds. Yeah, it's weird. And like how you said, the study of humans. That's like a perfect example of how the mind is separate from the body. Our mind is literally examining what we are. Yeah. Separately. That's weird. Have you ever thought of it that way? Kind of. Like, our minds are studying us. Yeah. That's weird as shit. <laughs> that is weird, isn't yeah. it? it well, there's no literally, sense. I mean, there's millions, probably millions or hundreds of thousands, at least, researchers that do the study of humans, anthropologists. Anthropologists are anthropology is the study of humans anthropologists are researchers what other species studies themselves except us you know (laughs) and that's another weird thing too is that's probably how we made so many advancements as well is we looked at how our past selves were and we were like wow that wasn't the right way to do it because hitler killed a bunch of people and (laughs) that way of thinking didn't get us anywhere that's for sure so yeah and another example the mind has to be separate from the body because 
we only have functionality because of our mind. We can only move our fingers, our hands, our feet because of our mind. Yeah. We're our body is ran by upstairs, so Yeah. Like it's obviously separate. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing. And it affects you. If your mind's physically drained or not physically, emotionally drained, your body feels physically and like just gone, you know? Yeah. There's also a connection there too and you have to be able to create that perfectly yeah. which is crazy yeah and that was like the same thing like i was watching a uh, greg Doucette video today and he was talking about defining success or whatever and i mean i kind of already knew this a little bit but it made me think about it again like no one's success is the same like everyone's success yeah. is different and so like it's more about what did you think of as a success and did you accomplish that yeah and if you did then you're successful like in your own mind yep so like because some people never want to be famous some people never want to be rich and famous some people want to be rich and anonymous and then you if you had the same wealth but one guy was anonymous and one was not then you wouldn't know there would be no deviation of success from money right no. how would you tell who's more successful then you would start to do other factors like who had more of a positive influence and this and that and there's so many different factors like who like, how many homeless people did this guy help? How many pieces of trash did this guy pick up? There's so many fucking factors that it's like, there's no quantifiable thing for success for any individual. Like, we can't compare individuals' successful levels. Nope. So we have to just internalize, like, what we think is most important. And then if we accomplish that, then we can see ourselves as successful in our own minds. It's crazy. And then I also, I, it kind of fucks me up to think about the idea of more successful because more successful is weird because it's like if we all have our own definition of success how do we tell who's like more successful you know you can't really you can't you can never you really tell that. that you can't be like you're not successful because you're poor <laughs> yeah or like or, or but what if they have a family of 150 people and yeah. like they all love each other and like exactly you don't know yeah, yeah like that would be so fucking weird to be like I don't know I mean I think that's where it comes down to like just you're not supposed to judge people you know like let people live their own lives yeah basically. like whatever they do yeah but I, I hate seeing people that are unhealthy though that, yeah because that is not a good way of living no They're I'm just killing themselves I mean it's not good to live unhealthy in any type of manner like no I don't know like thoughts being unhealthy socially being unhealthy physically like, yeah just it all just sucks ass you know um but, I mean, some people choose to live that way. Another thing that we got to see it like is, like, there's a ladder to things. At least in our culture, there's a ladder to things. Mm-hmm. So, some people get capitalized on and some people capitalize on them. Some people are the people that get taken advantage of and other people are the ones that capitalize on the way that they think. Yeah. That book, or the book I'm reading right now, <clears throat> said, um, don't, don't create, or... It says to create goals because it gives you a vision. Don't focus on the goal. Focus on the system. Yeah. Because without the system, you can't reach the goal. The system is what gets you to the goal. Yeah. Because systems are what you don't even realize you do every day. Like Mm -hmm. breathing. Breathing keeps you alive. Like that's the system, you know? Yeah. You have to breathe every whatever second to stay alive. That's kind of a simplified uh, example. But I I thought that was really cool. Plus, systems are also, like, the process. Like, people always say love the process, not the the result. Yeah. Because loving the system 
makes the system more efficient. Yeah. Makes you reach the result and more quickly. Exactly. And he said it's another cool thing about goals. Goals kind of aren't good either because you feel like once you reach that goal, you don't have any more. It almost Anywhere like else puts you down. Yeah. So have a vision to where you want to be. But if you excel past that, keep going. You know, always yeah. have a higher vision than the point you're at. Well, you should have a vision that's infinite. Like, because money... Yeah, like, but have levels, you know. Yeah, a money ceiling is not infinite. Once you hit 100000 you can't hit 100000 again. I mean, you could get another 100000 200000 But you wouldn't hit another 100000 right? So yeah. if your goal was, oh, I want to make $100 million. Once you hit that $100 million, if it was all about just making the $100 million, one thing is this. Once you have so much of one resource, it no longer becomes valuable to you because it's not scarce. So you don't go like, oh, I have a hundred. normal. Yeah. $100 million in our lifetime is the same as a billion dollars. Yeah. And a billion dollars is the same as $10 billion and so on. That's so why forth. rich people have more money than they ever need because they don't focus on the money. It's like they're addicted to the game. Yeah, like, and they look at the infinite things. Like, how many times can I resell this? Fu- like, how many times can I sell a home? To people that have bad credit, that I can help, like yeah. advance their life. That's, you know what I mean? That's the crazy thing about successful people. They all say, "I never cared about the money. I cared about the the game." Like the success to them was their achievements throughout yeah. the business. Like, I want to reach, uh-huh, or but that is about money. But I want to reach this much in gross, not profit, but gross, just so I can see my business expand. You know? Yeah. And then you got fucking. Elon Musk, he was worth what, two hundred something billion. Yeah. And he don't even I mean he doesn't need all that, but he's just playing the game. I mean and another thing is this, it doesn't have to be infinite, it just has to go till the end of your lifetime. Yeah. Like for example, like Elon Musk might build the best rocket ship ever. But there's gonna be better rocket ships in the future. Which leaves an infinite possibility for how many rocket ships, how good of rocket ships he can build. Us, we all know money is just like a money's kind of a game. Like money's it's like it's not even real. It's fake. It's like the people who are rich play games with the money and like That's how they get rich. That's literally how they get rich. Because they people games. that I'm not taking don't I don't want to even take offense, but it, somebody that doesn't have much money, which I don't have I don't even have much money compared to these people. Not yeah. even close. But I'm just and I don't ever brag about how much I make cuz I'm never like I never want to stop pushing for more, you know. Yeah. I never brag about my income because it's not braggable to me. Like, it's not yeah. um, impressive to me what I make. So, but anyways, what I'm trying to say... Fuck, I kind of lost it. That was going to be good, too. Shit. Um, what was I saying? What, what did I say before that? <laughs> I don't even know. It's cool. We can just let the podcast run. Um, yeah. I said something about how... Pe- oh, people that are rich see game as a money. Or oh, money oh yeah, game. yeah. People that always kind of stay in the same rut their whole life, they they are the ones controlled by money, not the rich people. Because yeah. they think that money is not infinite, which it is, because it's not even real. It's a number. Yeah. So they think they have to live a certain way, buy money, and money. like They live paycheck to paycheck, and that paycheck is controlling how they live and where they live and what they're buying so they're the ones controlled by money literally yeah. plus I mean death takes everything away from you yeah now some people like once you die I mean you might pass it on to your family but you're dead forever so yeah. it's not gonna be yours anymore now some rich people are controlled by money and it creates evil and power but not everyone I hate how everyone assumes everyone with money is is evil 
I think that I think that the idea is this. I think that no person that has a lot of lot of money is controlled by money. The people who have a lot a lot of money, some of them are controlled by their ideas. Yeah. For example, like once they have so much money, yeah, it's not about the money because they don't need those ideas to make more money. They're just it's almost they're upset like obsessed. Most people don't even like their ideas. It's it's the idea that drives the bad behaviors. Yeah. Like all the censorship and stuff, those rich people, they censor people because they don't want certain information to get around. Yeah. But they don't make money off of censoring people. They just do it because they don't want their ideals to be conflicted with. Yeah. And they make their money off of something else usually. Yeah. So it's like, it's not like it infect, affects the money. I mean, it may indirectly affect how much money keeps coming in, but if they're at $100 million, they could just drop out of the fucking game and not give a fuck for the rest of their lives. Yeah. It's more so their ideals. There's people who are super, super rich to have ideals that are in line with making humanity a better thing, making life a better thing. And then there's people that have a whole different ideal system because maybe they got rich and all along it's been like a revenge story. Like they just want to see the world crumble and burn and like... That's true, yeah. And that's just how they want it to go. So And they have a ton of money so they can kind of dictate that a little bit. So... I don't think that any rich person, even the bad rich people, the people who have bad ideals, are dictated by their money at all. I think that they have ideals that dictate them. I think it's just the person they are. Because once you get so much money, why would you let an idea Because dictate? even people without money, they, or, there's people with bad and good ideas. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, if you got so much money, why would you let money dictate? Money yeah. should, the limiting factor would be your ideals then. The limiting thing would be your ideas. If somebody starts to take an attack at your ideas, or start yeah. trying to change the way that people are thinking about shit. That's the scarce thing. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Because if we all just listen to the same narrative, that's so that's such a thin spread ass thing. Like, if we all listen to the same narrative, it's the same narrative over and over again. Which means it's a scarce amount of information. With infinite amounts of money behind it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what's the more scarce thing there? That little bit of information that they try to push on everybody. Yep. Not the money, because they got shit tons of money. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting theory. That's a weird thing to think about, because it's like, then it's not, it's not money controlling any any of the rich people. No, it's their they, ideas. They all got rich because they played with money, kinda. Yeah. But they had different ideas. They were all like, some. You literally almost have to. They almost treat money like it's, it's monopoly kind of. Yeah. Like oh fuck, I'm gonna buy this hotel. Like the high leverage opportunities yeah, Alex Hermosi talks about. Like, yeah. Like they just kind of like. That's how it should be. Though. Think about having that much capital, like to where the point, like to where like you just make decisions like that. Like <laughs> think about like, how much power money has over everyone. A lot. Like not, it's not even the money. Like you said, it's the, that's a good theory. I just thought of that and putting it together now, but it's our ideas of money that control us not the money yeah it's not money at like all. the fear of not having it and that's an idea yeah so or not like, only that so, but like what it gets us like if yeah. we have money what does it get us what materialistically does it get us and I, I feel like that's why those people have so much money is because they don't think of it that way like they don't, they don't think of money as like what does it get me what status does it put me in what they, they just fucking say what ideas can this make true you know basically like, yeah. what can I create with this? Yeah, for example, like, the, like uh, you probably watched the Alex Hormozy Chick-fil-A video. 
Like how Chick-fil-A makes $30 million a day. Oh, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, it makes $30 million a day, and it's all because of their ideals. And they, profit? Yeah, and they oh, could increase shit. that profit by 13% if they opened up on Sundays, but they don't open up on Sundays. And they're fine. But they I mean, stick they, to their, but they, they stick to their ideas. Yeah, always. And that's what I mean. They they don't want to open on Sunday. And their ideas are this, right? How widely? Okay, for example, we all now can think about a fast food restaurant, and we can be like, "Wow, you can run a fast food restaurant that has quality people. Um, people are very polite to you. The service is super fast. The food tastes fucking amazing. <laughs> There's only three items on the whole entire fucking menu." And you could actually go to a fast food restaurant. McDonald's before never let us perceptualize that. Never let us see like, oh, there could be good fast food restaurants. Every time you heard fast food, you were like, I'm going to get a fucked up order. Somebody going to be rude as fuck. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But when you go to Chick-fil-A, the idea Ooh. is that you can get the idea, right? Is that you can get fast, polite, fucking good, like not open on Sundays. Never like, miss. Like, it's yeah, good every time. Every single time. And it's, it's consistent. like... Yeah, and you want to know something else they do? They only let each person own one store. That's cool. They don't do franchises. And you know, they you can own two stores, but you have to own the first store for a certain amount of years. Okay. And you can only own two. Two is the cap. There's nothing after that. That's many kids are organized. It's called quality control. Yeah. So the idea is that the more quality that you put out, for example, we also know now realize that if we play the long game and just put out quality shit all the time, that we may outlast the people who don't play the long game. That have like spurts of infinite, you know. Yeah, because like they blow up. They're fast, but their customer service sucks ass. They're impolite, blah, 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 blah. Chick-fil-A blew those motherfuckers out of the water. And now they're the they're the biggest fast food chain in the and world. And I mean, Chick-fil-A wasn't really popular until, uh, what, five years ago? I mean, it took 70 years for the guy that founded it to build to this big. And really? things like McDonald's took like a matter of 10 years or so. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like if you think about it, what happened was he played the long game. And now 70 years down the road, it, that company makes more money than any other fast food chain. And it's because his ideas were the things that he was putting out there. He wanted to make those ideas big. He didn't want to make the money big. The money just came with it. If you make ideas big, if you get people behind a, mm -hmm. an idea, you will make money off of it. 100%. You just got to get them behind the idea. And stick with it. Like, be patient. Yeah. Create a system. Create a system. That's a stick to the system. That's a example. They have a great system. They and have they, a, and, and they just don't thinks change about it. the system. They don't change it. And all he thinks about is the system. Yeah. They stick to it. <laughs> the Atomic Habits book is speaking some truth, right? Well, and the, Focus for on real. the system. And not that the, book says people, even... It, some, it's almost like that old some, man read that book or something. Yeah, yeah. 70 years ago. <laughs> Some progress, you don't see it for years. Like, you don't get that achievement mark, you know? Yeah. But what people don't realize is people see it. Uh, you can't see me. But they think of it as like a, there's a graph on there. As when a you positive start, trend. Well, when you start a new habit, you s just trend up slowly. Just a straight But line. really, that habit could take, say it's four months. I don't know, just a random number. Well, it can be like flat for four months. And all of a sudden, you hit this point, and it's like, it just it starts to rise, shoots up. but then it goes down. I mean, yeah, but you're always going to go up, and when it comes down, it's going to come down. You're going to have shitty parts of your life, always. Yeah. But it's not going to come down as far if you keep that system. 
even through the shitty times. Mm-hmm. So then that that's going to shoot back up even higher. It's just like the stock market, you know? Yeah, because, I mean, you even remember how people try to push back on Chick-fil-A because they weren't open on Sundays for religious purposes. Yeah. And people pushed back on it. And Chick-fil-A still didn't change. Because all the people were like, because people believe that Christianity believes in, you know, non-homosexuality and stuff. So that group of people was pushing to get Chick-fil-A, like, blackballed kind of like kick or like basically banned, shut like, down or, yeah or like take their business out a bunch yeah. and they're still running and mm-hmm. they're one of the highest running companies and it's like they still go off religious bases and, okay and but i and, mean which is fine i think we live in a free country so whatever your religion is whatever you believe you should be able to create a business around it yeah and i mean part of what i stated was just part of what that dude ran down in that video the alex ramosi guy and Another thing he said was that, you know, it's like the analogy of, like, you don't have to be the fastest person. Um, you just have to outrun the slowest person. Yeah. Like, if you you don't have to grow your business the fastest, you just have to make your business last longer than everyone else's, then eventually theirs is going to die out. You know why? Because a lot of businesses get comfortable when they reach the top. Yeah. And they quit practicing that system. Mm-hmm. And then they, the other people start to go right past them. It's kind of like the idea of running a marathon. Like a, someone starts off really fast and then their progress just declines. They start going really slow because they start yourself. off too fast. But the person that kept a steady pace the whole time may beat them by the end. Because you have the power at the end. Because they're just, they're just steadily going. They don't have yep. lows and highs. Mm-hmm. That's true. And this, the, the more patient and consistent you are, the less... I mean, you're always going to have ups and downs like we were just talking about, but the the, the more minor those things are, you know? Yeah. Not as drastic. 100%. The more consistent you are on anything, the more you can expect out of it. Like, it's just like the gym, you know? You may work out for a freaking year, and you're trying to hit four or five or something. Yeah. Squat. I don't know. I'm just making random numbers. Uh-huh. And it may suck. Like, you're like, oh, my God, I'm only at 315. It's been eight months. You know, and then all of a sudden, boom, you're at 405 in two months. It's like that. There's that. There's always those areas where you excel like crazy. Yeah. But it's funny. You don't really notice them because you're so used to the system, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. And also steady progress is better than like inconsistent progress sometimes. Yeah. Like a more steady linear trend is sometimes better well, than. Well, think about someone who goes to the gym f- four days a week, every single week. Mm-hmm. You know, and he might have some off days, but he still trains decently hard. Yeah. And then you have the guy that goes six days a week, but he only goes in three month spurts, and then he takes a month off. Three months takes a month and off. He just kept doing that. That guy's slowly gonna keep passing it. Or yeah. He, they might be equal for a while. Boom, boom, boom. But then he's gonna he's at six days. Yeah, but he's gonna eventually slowly climb him. higher. Yeah. Yeah. It's just how it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. That one's a that one's a weird analogy because like people, but you're that's a that's a good analogy, that's the right way to think about it, especially in things that don't involve human responses. That, for example, there's this idea of forced rest. It's like every month, every two months, you take like a week off. You he was talking. Um, Trent. Trent was talking about. It. I listened yeah. to that video. So th- there's that idea, and there's some studies that show that that's effective. But the that idea applied to other things. Yeah, that's Perfect. just a simplified. That's just a simplified version. Yeah. That's like because sometimes you you're gonna have times where you need rest. Yeah, kind of like a another good analogy would just be putting bricks down. Like if this yeah. person lays a hundred bricks for four weeks in a row, 
so they got a 400 bricks and then they take a whole month off but the other person lays 25 bricks every day they'd have double the next month of the other yeah, person yeah it's like compound interest yeah money. it's the same thing mm-hmm. that's pretty crazy to think about everything's kind of fundamental everything follows the same like equation yeah. in life you know it's kind of weird people make things so complex when it's actually way simpler it's yeah. just the dedication and time yeah, to the simplified ideas, you know? Yeah, everything's really simple. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Life is just about being consistent and not being impulsive on shit. Yeah. You know? If you can control your impulses and, and just think be consistently, yeah. Yeah, and be healthy, things usually work out pretty I, well. I think other people like to complicate things too, though, so that they can, like, and this is not anything wrong with people. Like, you could fix this about yourself, but. People complicate things so that they have reasons for why not to do it because they're scared yeah, to do yeah. it. Like you'll complicate shit because you try to think of all the reasons why you shouldn't do it because you're just scared to do yeah, it. Yeah. And the more reasons you think of, the better excuses you have to say, oh, I shouldn't do it. Yet. That's why, did I send you that video where he said, if, you, if you're skiing and you, you focus on not hitting a tree, you're gonna, all you're going to see is the trees. But if you focus on the path, the only thing you're going to follow is the path. Is the path yeah it's it's the same sort of concept that's kind of crazy it's true if instead of focusing on all the negative parts and you just focus on your path through those Mm -hmm. you're gonna figure out how to deal with those negative things on your way yeah whatever you focus on is what's gonna be what grows and it's true like it's so true because i i mean i always or i have a problem with folks looking into the future too far and I get worked up and I'm still going to do it obviously, but like it gives me stress that I don't need. So I've been working on that. Just focusing on the path. You know? Yeah. That's the best. Cause only the only like step you can see clearly is the, the, the step that happens the, the next minute that you live. Yeah. So that's the only step we can see. Yeah. You always make sure you're prepared for that moment, but don't be overly prepared. Just, you know, be, you be mentally like, prepared, you know? Yeah, you don't want to think about, like, oh, what if, like, you don't want to start a business and be, like, or not even a business, anything. You don't want to start something and think in your mind, well, if a year from now I overbuy products and then yeah, exactly. I go Yeah, that's some shit it, that I would worry about. It's like, does that even matter? What if it, fu- what if it doesn't fucking happen? <laughs> or, or <laughs> like, yeah. You say, what if it does? Like, what if it doesn't? <laughs> or just think... Am, Am I a year ahead of myself? Or, or am I in that spot right now? No. Yeah. So focus on what you have now. Yeah, it's weird to think about like that. It's like That's, it's hard. It, and it's there's always time. a 50-50 chance. Maybe the probability is different for each scenario, but everything, if there's only two sides to everything, there's a 50-50 chance it isn't going to happen or it is going to yeah. happen. So worry and about it when you get there. Yeah, and think about the positive part. Be like, it is, it's not going to happen. If it's something bad, it's not going to happen. If it's something good, it is going to happen. Yeah. If you just think about things like that, you find yourself like taking more risk because you're like, it's not gonna conf- happen. You're not gonna find, yeah. It's <laughs> nuts. It that is crazy as fuck. And normally people that, how do you say this? Become what they think they are. Yeah. Or you become what you think you are. Literally. Yeah. Like anyone successful was like, I'm gonna be. Well, I guess you can't define success, but. Anyone who is successful in their own mind mm-hmm. and is, you know, runs a successful business, I don't know, has a, a job, like a successful whatever job, they do, yeah, yeah, whatever they do, they saw themselves there. 
Yeah. They set a, a path to that point and did everything, any obstacle that got in their way, um, anything, ups and downs, they got through it because they knew they were going to be at that point no matter what was thrown at them. And they just focused on that problem. From and normally those people never quit. Yeah. Even when they get to that point, there's more to the journey. Yeah, that's another thing. It's like it's so hard to get ahead of yourself. Like it's hard, It's easy to get ahead of yourself, but it's hard to actually physically get ahead of yourself. Yeah. Like if we know a year is a long-ass amount of time. It's 365 days. There's 24 hours in a day. It's a lot of hours. If you think you can get ahead that far... Like if you, why does your mind try to think about shit that's 365 days away from you when you're not even ahead a week on your work? And do you think you'll ever be a year ahead on your work? Do you no. think anyone is able to do that unless you have millions of employees, thousands of employees? And even then, the demand's too high, so you're just right on time. Mm-hmm. Even a- Amazon has two days of fucking shipping. Or a day of shipping. <laughs> like, yeah. Because they're always right on time. They're yeah. right there. They don't focus about what... Their orders in a year. What's happening <laughs> in a year. They just focus on what's there. Yeah. Because that's the easiest way to do things. The more well, that you just yeah. focus on what's in front of you. And if you focus on too far in the future, you start to lose value in what is right in front of you. you know? Yeah, or like you just don't handle... You're not as efficient as... That's what I mean. You start losing efficiency and yeah. stuff. Because you're so worried about what's down the road. When what you have now is your success. Because you're dividing your resources too much. Like you're putting too much stress into the future when you should be putting your stress into the... Now. Yeah, like this very minute. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. That's crazy. That's a crazy tangent. We went all the way from the interconnection of people to like uh, this like success yeah. motivation rant type of thing. Yeah. That's what That's our cool podcasts though. have turned into lately. Just rants. You think so? Well, like, I mean, We don't do success rants every time, though. This is probably our first success Well, rant. I just mean, we always uh, our talk last about one everything. Was, our last one was, like, outer space. I like that, though, that we talk about everything. Yeah. Because it keeps it interesting. Like, it keeps it... No, that's... I mean, that's what fucking Joe Rogan does, if you think about it. Yeah. He's, he gets, like, bro, there was a fucking farmer on there a couple weeks back. Yeah, for real. Now there's fucking Egypt... Uh, Egyptian pyramid yeah. guys. And there's a guy that was digging up bones in Alaska. In Atlantis. And then there's Jordan Peterson, the psychologist, and there's MMA fighters. And there's everything. Everything. Anything he's interested in, he just has a person on. That's cool. That's why he's has the best one, or the biggest podcast. Yeah, they were also talking about on his podcast, they were like, everybody thinks everything has to be fast right now because of the time we live in. Yeah. But his podcast is like three hours long, and everyone watches it almost all the way through. Yeah. So he's like, maybe everything doesn't have to be fast. And then I thought to myself, maybe it doesn't have to be fast. But it needs to be engaging. Mm-hmm. And like, for example, the reason why TikToks are so effective is because they're 10 seconds of really engaging shit. If you have to fit all the action into 10 seconds, you're going to fit all the action into 10 seconds. So that's all you're going to see in little 10-second clips. Yeah. But if you split, if you do engagement over the, the course of three hours, like you keep switching topics, you keep talking about new facts, yeah. you keep elaborating, people are still going to find that engaging. Because it's like a bunch of top little topics put in together. Think about a TikTok, every TikTok, think about it all trying to be stretched out over an hour. Yeah. All the events that happen in one TikTok. Like for example, a TikTok could be as stupid as somebody goes running across the field fucking two by four hits. Well, people, when they scroll through TikTok, 
they're short videos, but they're on it for at least an hour. So yeah. they're like combining all those videos together. If you and it's always it. a new thing they're jumping yeah, from. Exactly. And like that's how conversations kind of go. Yeah. Like Joe Rogan's conversations with these guys goes from one thing to another thing to another thing. Mm-hmm. They talk about this in depth, but there's always new like they go from drill bits in, in Egyptian pyramids to fucking uh, the Bible. Yeah, <laughs> the, to, like just like psychology. They just keep jumping around. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Uh, so that's probably why it's so engaging. It doesn't have to be fast. It just needs to be engaging. Mm-hmm. And I think like that's why those short forms of content, people don't have a long enough attention span anymore to consume longer forms of information or content. So they just look for the simple like stimulation. Yeah. Like, TikToks are 10 seconds. I can watch 100 TikToks by the time somebody watches an entire Joe Rogan podcast or by the time I could read 20 pages of a book. Mm-hmm. So then most people opt for the 100 TikToks because it's more than 20 pages. It's 100 TikToks, not 20 pages. Yeah. You know? Should be reading the 20 pages, though. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> think about how many events happen in 20 pages of a book, like five or six events. Yeah. And so then it's like, what do you want to see, 100 events or five or six yeah, events? Yeah, <laughs> So people are going to go for 100 yeah. events. Yeah, so. yeah. But yeah, all right. So, yeah. anyways, that's our rant. And uh, yeah, everybody, yeah. go fuck yourself. For, I'm just kidding. I don't even know if, how many people watch it. I don't even know if anyone does. There's that one guy that emailed us. Oh, so. yeah. But, yeah. Either way, is, we'll uh, just keep putting them out. This is episode six. We'll see you on episode seven. And yeah, we don't even know what we're going to talk about. But it's on day be everything. tomorrow. Yeah. On day tomorrow, get a fat pump. Yep. Peace out. See ya.